Welcome to the One Year Daily Chronological Bible Studies Podcast. This is Rodney Harrier, your host. If you are looking for a fresh and easy approach to read through God's Word and understand it, you have come to the right place. By following these chronological Bible studies, you will understand how the events, characters, and writings fit together in their proper sequence. What you learn can change your life forever. The title of today's Bible study is God, Our Shield and Reward. Today's Bible reading, Genesis 11:27 through 15:21. A chronological note, we finished the book of Job and we are returning to Genesis, to events occurring during the time of Abraham. Because of the theme, this podcast is a little longer than the others. Are any of us facing confrontation at home, school, or work? Are we moving to a new area or taking on a new job? In these situations and others, we want God to be our guide, shield us from troubles, and reward us for our faithfulness. In today's Bible reading, God promises Abram, later called Abraham, that the Lord is his shield and reward. Abram answers God's call. Abram lived in Ur of the Chaldeans, or Sumer, an ancient city in modern-day Iraq. It was a wealthy and modern city, but was full of idol worship. You can read more about this in the Encyclopedia Britannica if you are interested. God told Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. Genesis 12.1 God's directive to Abram was probably difficult for him to obey. He was born, raised, schooled, and married in the city of Ur. Then his family moved and settled in Haran, and there they prospered. What? Move again? We might have questioned God's call, but Abram didn't. With faith in the Lord, Abram leaves his family for a place that God will show him. The Lord doesn't give him a specific location. How do we act in faith so God will be our shield and reward? First, we must follow God's leadership. Some Christians say they are too old to go on a mission trip or otherwise serve the Lord. Abram started his journey when he was 75. Perhaps the effects of aging hadn't yet reached him because God doesn't ask us to do what we are physically incapable of accomplishing. He also gives us spiritual gifts or abilities to complete them. What is it that the Lord wants us to do? God will help us if we follow Him. Second, We must believe in God's promises. My word is my bond. Have we ever heard that? It's another way to say, I will keep my promises. In today's Bible reading, the Lord makes promises to Abram, and Abram believes him. God unconditionally promises Abram three things which we refer to as the Abrahamic covenant. You'll want to remember this because it is important throughout the Bible. First, he promises some land, specifically the land of Canaan from the border of Egypt to Syria. Today, Israel occupies part of that area. Second, a large family that would multiply beyond numbers. Third, blessing. God promises to bless his family and the entire world through him. Genesis 12, 2-6. 
Jesus Christ would later be born in his family line. Jesus would die for our sins so we can have the blessings of forgiveness, peace, and spiritual life. John 3:16 through 17. Things didn't look too promising for Abram to have a family. Abram's wife was barren. However, God's word is his bond, and we can believe him even if circumstances don't look favorable. If it were easy, would God ever do it? Abram fails in his faith. Like most of us, Abram is no superhero. When there is this famine in the land, he forgets God and seeks his own salvation by going down to Egypt. There Abram lies about his beautiful wife Sarai, calling her his sister, so they will protect him and treat him with favor. When Pharaoh discovers the deception, he is angry and sends Abram out of the country. Abram goes back to Bethel, where he previously met with God. If we have strayed from him, getting back to God is what we also need to do. Abram is victorious in faith. After Abram returned to Canaan, many kings fought against each other, and among the captives was Abram's nephew, Lot. Abram takes courage and believes God will help him rescue his relatives. He rescues Lot and his possessions with only 318 trained men of his own household. Then, after defeating the four kings and their armies, he puts them to flight. God awards Abram's faith. After the battle, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, met him and blessed him. Melchizedek was a king, but also the priest of the Most High God. He is a person of otherwise unknown origins and suddenly appears to bless Abram. Many theologians think he is a theophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. Melchizedek is like Jesus Christ in an eternal sense. He is without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, and remains a priest forever. Hebrews 5 5 through 10, Hebrews 7, 1 through 3. After the blessing, Abram gave the priest a tenth of everything. Genesis 14, verses 18 through 20. Immediately following Abram's victory and the blessing of Melchizedek, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Genesis 15, 1. God is the source of all lasting benefits, and we have the ultimate reward of spiritual life, peace, and blessings when we have Him. Abram won the battle, but how is he to receive the blessings of the Lord since he and his wife Sarai are old and still childless? This is what Abram asked God, and the Lord tells him he will indeed have a son, not by Eliezer, his household servant, but through his own body. Promises confirmed. After renewing his promise to Abram, God makes an oath to Abram using an ancient custom called passing between the pieces. When two parties made a covenant, they sacrificed animals and birds. Next, they laid the pieces in two parallel lines. Then, beginning at opposite points, they would walk between the pieces and meet each other in the middle of the path, pledging to fulfill the contract's obligations. Because the covenant involved cutting apart animals and birds, they called the ceremony, Cutting a Covenant. Abram prepares the sacrifices at the Lord's bidding and lays the pieces against themselves. 
Genesis 15.10, That night a thick, dreadful darkness comes upon Abram when he sleeps. God tells him about his descendants' terrible treatment in a dream. He sees them enslaved in a foreign country for 400 years. Afterward, the Lord promises he will deliver them from their bondage and bring them to Canaan to possess it as their own. Then Abram sees a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passing between the pieces of the sacrifices, symbolizing God's presence. Only the Lord passes through the remains, showing the unconditional commitment that he alone makes to Abram and his descendants. Do we have an unconditional covenant today? Yes. Most of us are not Israelites, but we need God to deliver us from slavery. Without a relationship with him, we are in sin's thick, dreadful darkness. We are in bondage, and the devil is our master. Later in history, and according to God's plan, Roman soldiers would stretch out Jesus on a cross and crucify him. In the horror of that night, God would witness the sacrifice of his only son. He accepts his perfect sacrifice for us, and this begins an unconditional covenant. Those of us who received Christ's sacrifice for us in our place have everlasting life, John 3.16. This is a glorious, unconditional covenant for every believer. Two requirements, believe and act. Do we want God to be our shield and reward? Then we must believe the Lord and act in faith. Believing alone isn't enough. Faith without works is dead. We will soon see this in our following lessons. Here are some takeaway lessons. God is our shield and reward if we have a personal relationship with Him, follow His lead, believe God will keep His promises, and act on our faith in Him. Focus verse, Genesis 15:1. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Please join me for a prayer response to today's Bible study. Dear Father in heaven, nothing is too impossible for you. You are sovereign. You can fulfill your promises by working miracles or changing circumstances. We pray you will do your will and show your faithfulness when the time is right. Help us wait and trust you. May we testify of your grace and answer prayer to bring many into your kingdom. Provide our needs and give us the strength to trust you in impossible situations. Forgive us for the times we have failed in our faith. Restore us, Lord, and help us to forgive others who couldn't keep their promises. Lead us away from temptations to deliver ourselves in desperation. May we trust you in all things, our Lord and God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Looking ahead, God promised Abram and Sarai a son, but they have to wait many years for him. Perhaps we also are waiting on God. Learn what to do while waiting in our next lesson. You can find a written version of today's podcast at www.chronologicalbiblestudies.com day 18. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can receive the episodes as soon as they are available. Thank you for joining us. Remember, go with God and He goes with you.